Hello, neighbor. You are listening to the New Garden Church Podcast. We're glad you're here. This year, we are walking through the whole Bible together as a church family, day by day and week by week. We meet at 10 a.m. at DuPont Tyler Middle School in Hermitage, Tennessee. You can join us in person or catch our online gatherings by checking out our website at www.newgarden.church. We would love to hear from you. We hope that you enjoy what you hear today and check back in with us again soon. Welcome to week 28 of Long Story Short. We are taking a whole year to read through the whole Bible, Genesis to Revelation, and we are a little more than halfway through. Now, if you haven't joined us in the reading plan, or maybe you're just joining us for the first time, you can go to newgarden.church 2021 to find the reading plan, jump in. We've got a Facebook group where people can ask questions or comment. We do our Tuesday night Bible talk, which is a lot of fun. The main goal is not to read the whole Bible. That's the challenge. The goal is to read some of God's Word every day. As we talked about last week in Psalm 1, we want to be the people who aren't uh, walking with the way of the wicked. We want to be people who are planted in God's Word, that we will flourish when we uh, put ourselves near the streams of life that we find in God's instruction. And so we are in the book of Psalms today. Uh, We are somewhere closer to the middle, towards the end in the reading plan, but we're going to go back to one of maybe the most well-known psalms in all of Scripture, maybe one of the most well-known passages of all Scripture. But before we get there, I want to ask you a question. If you could be any animal, what animal would you choose to be? Hmm. Now, if, if we were talking about it, maybe I would hear a lot of like lions or bears Personally, I would like to be a cow. You know, I grew up on a farm with cows, and uh, they just kind of mosey around, lay, they kind of play out in the pond and eat grass all day. Seems seems pretty nice. Um, but maybe you know, one animal that most people probably wouldn't think of first is that of a sheep. You know, sheep are not known for being strong or powerful or scary or smart. You know, they're kind of known as dumb animals. Um, They can't defend themselves. They need help all the time in order to live. But a sheep is exactly the the topic today and the shepherd that leads the sheep. Now, to put Psalm 23 in context, I want to think about uh, King David, right? The, The guy who wrote this psalm, he grew up as a shepherd. And uh, there's this picture of this boy um, today, kind of in the Middle East. He's, he's playing his flute or whatever. And this is probably what David looked like. Uh, maybe not didn't have jeans when he was back, you know, 3,000 years ago. Um, this kind of, you know, grew up out in this area. Um, probably had a flute or some sort of musical instrument to keep him busy during the day and uh, probably learned how to write different songs and lyrics and think about God as he went about doing um, his, his lifestyle of leading sheep as a young shepherd boy. And as he matured and grew and grew in his relationship with God and learned you know, more about who God is to him, uh, he probably thought back to his time as a shepherd. And so today we're going to be going through only six verses of Psalm 23. But instead of me reading it, we've asked some of our our kids and teenagers to read it for us. So let's take a listen to Psalm 23. 
Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk to the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Is it? Oh, ready? I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil. Say it again. I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table of the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Okay. <laughs> oh no, that's right. That was great. <laughs> Like I said earlier, probably one of the most well-known passages. You've probably heard it recited at funerals. Maybe it is a passage that you kind of know parts of it by heart. And when you're going through hard times, these are the words that kind of come to your mind that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Um, I remember as a child, there was this thunderstorm and I was really scared, but I had this book that was about Psalm 23. And I just, I read that book while I was in the midst of this thunderstorm as a child. And, you know, it brought me comfort. And I can still remember the, that moment of, you know, this Psalm being so special because the Psalm is, you think about it, it's so easy that a child could understand it, that a child could use it, but it is also so deep that theologians could spend weeks and months and a lifetime thinking about and pondering its words. And so what I want to do today is simply go through it uh, kind of line by line and just uh, it's again a psalm we have read before probably but it is worth listening to again and meditating on it. So the, the first thing that when you look at the whole psalm is this relationship. Um, there is a lot of me's, my's, and I's and a lot of he's, use and yours. And so while Yahweh is David's shepherd, he is also the shepherd to all the sheep, right? He, he's taking care of the whole flock of sheep. And yet there's something that David can say, yeah, he is, he's not just the shepherd, but, or he's not just a shepherd, but he is my shepherd. And there's from the very beginning, all throughout, there's this relational aspect that David has with Yahweh. And so while many people may know this psalm, a lot of people don't know the shepherd. And so right off the bat, the question kind of is, is, do, is the Lord your shepherd? Like, do you have a actual relationship with God? Because this is the kind of the fruit of that relationship. And, you know, it's one thing to know of God. It's another thing to know God. And so hopefully today we'll know God better. Um, the first line, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Now, for those of us who have been part of this, if you see Lord in all caps, we know that's the divine name of Yahweh. So it's not just this uh, title. It is the name of God that Yahweh 
is my shepherd, David says. And I don't know what comes to mind when you think of sheep and shepherds. And I know around here in our part of the country, we've got you know fields and hills and, and green pastures and stuff. And it seems pretty easy. They, the sheep just graze. There's fences around to you know, protect them. And maybe you have to go out and you know clean them up or water them. Uh, maybe this is the picture that you think of, kind of the, the classic Ireland uh, with a shepherd leading his sheep. But it's a different reality in the Middle East and in Israel, especially, you know, when David would have been leading his sheep, it's not just fenced in areas that the sheep have this freedom to roam and graze, but it is a, it's a dangerous place to be. You've got cliffs and hills and rocky environments. And if you think about all the different things that a shepherd has to make sure that the sheep don't get into, it's a dangerous job. I mean, think about it. You've got unforgiving canyons that they could fall into, harsh environments, the sun beating down on them, uh, water, you've either got too much, you know, some sort of flash flood that just comes through and kills the sheep, or there's just not enough water. You get into a place where there's nothing to drink and you, you know, you die of dehydration. Then you've got all the different insects, scorpions and spiders, plants that they could eat and die, all these dangerous animals, lions and bears and wolves. Oh my. And you think about it, a shepherd has to be brave, you know, in order to fight off different animals. A shepherd has to be wise to understand the weather patterns and what season they're in and where they need to go. They have to be able to navigate on a map and lead them down the right paths and different stuff. They have to be smart and, you know, and know their sheep. If their sheep get mixed in with other sheep, you know, knowing, uh, being a good shepherd so the sheep know them and they know the sheep. So the, the life and the job of a shepherd is not easy. And what David is able to say is that, you know what, Yahweh is my shepherd. He is a smart, wise leader. He knows exactly what he's doing. And the rest of the Psalms, over and over, you hear all these ideas of trusting in God. Like, the wicked do this, but I trust in Yahweh. And so we have to ask the question, you know, as Yahweh, if Yahweh is our shepherd, do we trust him? Are we allowing him to be our shepherd? Because everybody has a shepherd. You know, everybody follows somebody. Some people just follow themselves and their own thinking. Um, but who are we following? Who are we allowing to be our shepherd? And he goes on to say, as Yahweh, since Yahweh is my shepherd, I shall not want or I lack nothing, which I think is a little bit better translation because it's easier to understand. Um, I had this conversation with Finn just this morning about the difference between wanting and needing something. You know, like there are certain things we need to stay alive and, and thrive, and there are certain things that we want. It's not necessarily bad to want certain things, but uh, when we focus on those, we become discontent. Um, we're not content. And the idea that Yahweh is our shepherd, our, our contentment lies in a who and not in a what. I can be content and happy because of who is my shepherd. And also because I know that who is providing for all of my what's. He is providing the things that I need. I lack nothing. I'm taken care of. Yahweh is my shepherd. I lack nothing. And the idea of Yahweh being my shepherd is like the, the first thing that we should want. That the first thing I need, the first thing I want is that Yahweh is my shepherd. And Jeremiah, this is what Jeremiah says, Yahweh says. This is what Yahweh says. 
Let not the wise boast of their wisdom, or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am Yahweh, who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth, for in these I delight, declares Yahweh. So Yahweh speaks through the prophet and he says, it's one thing to have things, but it's another thing to have a desire to know me. The first thing that I want, the first first thing that I should not lack is that Yahweh is my shepherd. And then, and then David continues on using this kind of sheep uh, metaphor. He says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Again, when you think about the Middle East environment, there aren't a whole lot of green pastures, except for maybe certain parts of the season. But yet Yahweh, this good shepherd, knows exactly where little patches of grass are going to pop up. And so he leads me there to take care of my needs. But he also makes me lie down. You know, sheep need uh, they're like they're always tense, always stressed, always on watch, and the good shepherd takes them to the place where they feel safe enough to rest, to lie down, to take a break, um, and kind of forces them to do that because he knows they need that. And I'm sure there are moments in our lives where maybe God has forced rest on us. Perhaps our green pastures look like the inside of a hospital room where we have been working and working and working and working. And Yahweh uh, sometimes says, you know, you need to just be still for a while. And I don't know what that, that forced rest looks like for you, but maybe you've experienced that. He leads me beside quiet waters. Again, she being so scared of things, they won't get near rushing water. And so a lot of times the shepherd will like dig a trench so that the water comes and pulls and is nice and still and the sheep are able to uh, go around that peaceful water and get what they need. You think about in the New Testament where Jesus says in the Gospel of John, I am the good shepherd. You know, I know my sheep, my sheep knows me, know me. And later on he tells his disciples, you know, my peace I give you. It's not like the peace of the world. It's, it's a different kind of peace, one that you know, surpasses understanding. And so I think about the kinds of waters that the world is searching after um, and the kind of peace that the world is searching after. And Jesus says, but I, I have the, the real peace. I have the real calm waters. And then the shepherd uh, also, he refreshes my soul. And uh, the, the words here, nefesh, it's not just this like you know, disconnected part of my body. It is like my whole life force. Uh, other places it's um, translated as like your throats, like the place of life, and he refreshes it. Um, this word is also translated uh, to return or to repent or to turn back. Um, it's that uh, shuv idea that sometimes we've talked about. And again, sheep wonder, you know, they go astray and Yahweh returns me, you know, he brings me back. He brings my life back or he brings me back to a place of life. And why does he do this? Well, he guides me along the right paths or the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So um, one thing about a shepherd is there are all these different paths that are worn in the, the hillside or wherever and the shepherd leads them on the right path, on the good path. And this is the path of righteousness. And we've talked about that word uh, even last week, this idea of having a right relationship with God and a right relationship with other people. And we, do, we have these relationships for God's sake, for His name's sake. Uh, Yahweh says to Moses, 
tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, Yahweh bless you and keep you. Yahweh make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. Yahweh turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. So we know this, this kind of famous ironic blessing, but at the very end, the point of it is that Yahweh's name is going to rest on the people. They are going to bear the name of Yahweh. It's one of the 10 great commandments, right? Do not take the name of Yahweh in vain or do not bear the name of Yahweh in vain. The, the way that we live, the paths that we take reflect our relationship with the shepherd. And so when people look at our lives, they have some knowledge into who we are following. And so when you look at your life, is, you know, is it following paths of righteousness? Are you following Jesus down this right path of life, following Yahweh down these paths of righteousness for His name's sake? The psalm continues, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. There's something about being in the dark that is scary. <laughs> I think it's like a, well, everybody doesn't like being in the dark. You can't see where you're going. There's always that, well, what's, something's watching me or something's going to get me. And yet David is able to say, when, when Yahweh is my shepherd, I can go through these valleys. Because a lot of times the shepherd would lead the sheep into a valley because maybe it's the shadow, it makes things cooler. Maybe there's water down in the valley. Maybe there's something in the valley that the sheep actually need or it's a way through to where the sheep need to go. And David says, even when I can't see where I'm going, even when I can't understand everything that's happening around me, yet I, I won't fear because you are with me. I think about our daughter, Evelyn, Evie. A lot of times we'll say, hey, go upstairs to your room and get some socks or get something. And she'll make it about halfway up the stairs if it's at night. And she'll say, you know, I can't go. I'm afraid. Uh, you know, will, will you go with me? And so she won't go into the dark room unless I'm with her. But when I'm with her, she'll do everything because she knows that she's not alone. And so the shepherd comes to us and says, listen, even in your circumstances, when you don't understand, when you can't see what's ahead, you don't need to fear because you are not alone. And not only are, do you have God's presence, but you also have something else. He thinks about the shepherd and says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, the staff was uh, designed to kind of help guide the sheep, you know, reach out, push, pull, whatever that they need to do. It could also be used against certain uh, prey, but really the, the rod was for that. It was like a club that they could, you know, kill a lion or kill a bear, or, you know, hurt whatever that they need. And so you have God's guidance and you have God's protection. And so David thinks, as Yahweh, as my shepherd, I, I don't, there's nothing that I need to fear. I fear no evil. You're with me. I've got your guidance. I've got your protection. You are a good shepherd. And then David, he transitions from kind of out in the field. And I imagine, you know, as they lead their sheep, they, they need to sleep somewhere, or maybe they come upon this, you know, Bedouin tent out in the, the field. And and he, he moves into the tent and says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And so, again, if you think about the Middle East, um, you know, not a lot of solid structures out in the wilderness. And so they'd set up these goat skin tents to kind of protect them from the elements. And inside, 
And when you would go in somebody's tent, you would find generosity. You'd have a table prepared with food and overflowing. And it was a reflection on the person, you know, hosting um, to show generosity. You can think about even Abraham and the story of three visitors showing up and he tells Sarah to go make like a whole bunch of pounds and pounds and pounds of bread and, um, you know, get an animal and just like overflow generosity onto people. And David says, as my shepherd, when I go into the tent of the Lord, when I sit at the table of the Lord, he prepares a table before me. He is generous. He is a generous host. And uh, he anoints my head with oil. You've been out in the desert. It's dry. And oil was a way to refresh people, to make them feel better. And my cup overflows. And it's not Yahweh's not making a mess. It's the idea that my cup is always full. If you've tried to put anything else into the cup, it's just going to overflow. Yahweh always has a full cup for me to experience. And, um, and so Yahweh is a generous host. He is a good shepherd. He's a generous host. And then, he, then uh, David thinks about, I think, all of this. And he says, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of Yahweh forever. Have you ever had that experience of feeling like some, something's behind you or somebody's chasing you, somebody's following you? Um, this is kind of the idea. It's not just following. It's this idea of chasing to overtake you. It's this idea of Yahweh's goodness and His love. There's, it's not a bear or a lion or tie, something to be afraid of. It's His goodness and love that are always chasing me. You kind of get the reverse image in the New Testament when Jesus tells the story of the prodigal son. It's that father who's waiting for his son and when his son starts to come up the you know the driveway or whatever he leaves the porch and he runs to the son he 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 chases after the son that love and that goodness of the father overwhelms the son and David thinks okay all the days of my life God's goodness and his love are following after me Yahweh is a good shepherd a lot of times we read this in the context of a funeral, but really this is in the context of life, you know, that as we experience life all the days of my life, God's goodness and his love are following me and I will dwell in this this environment forever. Now this could be a reference to, you know, eternity. Someday I'm going to dwell in the house of, you know, Yahweh's, you know, uh, in temple or environment or house. But really, I think David's thinking like, Right here and right now. I, the world is God's tent. The world is God's house. The, the cattle on a thousand hills belong to him, right? As we read in the other Psalms. And David's saying, I get to experience this for the rest of my life, that Yahweh is my shepherd. So I don't know where you are. I don't know if Yahweh is your shepherd. Or I don't know if you have asked Yahweh to be your shepherd and then you've kind of wandered off and and you need to return to the voice of the shepherd. But may today be a time for returning. May today be a time to return to the generous host, to sit at the table of the Lord, to have his guidance and his protection, to have his calm, still waters, his peace and his refreshing. And each week we come to a table. Uh, We take a piece of bread and we take a cup and we remember that Yahweh is our shepherd, that Jesus is the good shepherd. And as the good shepherd, he laid down his life for the sheep. So today as we go to the table, as you take the bread and you take the cup, help us to remember that. And as we close, I want to read Psalm 23 one more time. Yahweh is my shepherd. I lack nothing. 
He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of Yahweh forever. That's it for this time. Thank you for checking in with us, and we'll be back with another episode next week.